let's give a shout out by uh, let's give Steve. a shout out to uh, Xavier Sneed. Ah, yes. Kind of rhymes with Big Steve, Xavier Sneeds. <laughs> Shout out Xavier Sneed and Big Steve. Yeah, well, uh, it does appear that Xavier Sneed's going to be earning more money than Big Steve. <laughs> as uh, He has signed a two-way deal with the Utah Jazz. So uh, I suppose for now he's going to be playing for Greensboro, the, the Swarm, which that's kind of weird, from Greensboro to Salt Lake City. Like Again, that's one of those weird connections with the – Go ahead. Uh, I just was going to – I'm just thinking off the top of my head. I don't think that there's even a uh, – that there's even a connection there in terms of the ownership or any of that because Salt Lake City has its own G League franchise that plays right there in, oh, in SLC. So No idea. Yeah. It, that That's an interesting discussion topic to get into in that uh, – much like what Major League Baseball has in terms of its minor league structure, the majority of the NBA teams now at this point own at least a share, if not all, of at one of the franchises in the G. Well, Troy, I'll tell you what. If you do want to have that conversation, I another time would suggest no, no, no. Uh, call Spain and Fitz. Uh, see if they, you know in the six o'clock hour if they want to yeah, talk. Yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> so I, I would have anything to contribute. I, I know literally nothing about the G League. I, I don't know anything about G League. or I, I, I kind of know a little bit. I know how the minor league system works. But the whole G League thing and the two-way contract, you know, yep. it's, it's – I've never been a big NBA fan. I've never cared enough to get to know it. I just care about what the K-Staters are doing. Yeah, me too. Like Dean Wade, right now on one of the best teams in the Eastern Conference. Loving that. Go get that ring, Dean Wolf. And who would have seen that coming this year, by the way, with the Cavaliers? But Nobody. that's an, another discussion. Yeah, I without LeBron had. James, how's that even possible? I know. I can't wait until Kansas City gets an NBA team. I will be the most rabid, crazy fan of that NBA team. I will go nuts. I would buy. I would buy some Cavs gear for sure. Uh huh. Inter- what if interesting that they are at least putting into some discussion about expansion again? That'd be awesome. Hmm. And if that team went and traded for Dean Wade and Rodney Magruder and swung a deal for Xavier Sneed, I'd go crazy. No offense, I don't think that team would have a lot of uh, much of a chance. <laughs> right? no, not a lot of dubs uh, early, no. but you know, still that, that hurt to say a little bit. But uh, here's something else I cut deep earlier today. Oh boy, um, man, I mean this really cut deep. Like I was offended. <laughs> so quick trip, huh? Who, you know, hmm. you'll find him by Kansas City, down by Wichita. There, what, Park City has one, I think, next to a Spangles. Yes, that's true. Prim- um, primarily uh, Twin Cities, and they moved south accordingly. Mm-hmm. Started in Twin Cities. Oh, is that where it started? Mm-hmm. I have no idea. Yeah. I thought they were just kind of a regional thing, not Minnesota. They are regional, but specifically, up, you know, Great Plains slash Midwest but it's known for the roller grills and the big old, fa- you know, the, the, a lot of fountain drinks to choose from. You know, it's it's pretty popular. Pretty it's popular. A lot of things you can go get there to eat, and if you need to get a dream catcher as well, go get a dream catcher. <laughs> right. But uh, man, they put out this tweet earlier today because Manhattan was supposed to get some snow under this winter weather advisory. And if you look outside, it looks like a, a spring day. Yeah, making us fools sound like fools on the air. Right. I mean, bad. And these ding dongs called the Ain't No Seats podcast put snow 
national titles, handshake emoji, avoiding Manhattan. I was uh, like, all right. And QT. Cheap shot. No, no, no. So QT stepped it up. They responded to that tweet by saying, snow, national titles, quick trip, handshake emoji, avoiding Manhattan. Oh, quick trip. I, oh. It made me sick. It made me sick. I, guess, I like QT, but um, why? you know what? I'm going everywhere else now instead of QT. I, I do think Boycott. the roller grill game is strong. My wife also likes, there's this frozen like caramel cappuccino thing that she gets every time we stop by a QT, and it, it is delicious. But the roller game, their, their food game is strong. But I'm going to double down now on Casey's, dude. Or of <laughs> uh, uh, shop quick or <laughs> dare is anybody in a local short st- Short stop. Short <laughs> stop's right at the top of the hill. Us, I will be doubling down on you because QT, they just, uh, hmm, they, off- they offended me and Mitch. I'm done. Done with them. I will say, like, I, I think these days every convenience store, like, to stand out, they need something unique about them. Yeah. Something that stands out. I, I'll be honest with you. That old uh, walk-in cooler up there at the top of the hill is pretty fancy. Not bad. Not bad. Um, let's see here. Uh, you know what? I think it's about that time. Uh-oh. Sage, Fire let's give up. the people what they want. Fire it up. You've heard of Ken Palm. Well, that guy. Here's Mitch Palm. With tonight's prediction. It says tonight, but you know, we're actually two days out. Actually, yeah, yeah. Well, technically less than two days. Right. But. Priorities. This is our last live show of the week because K State baseball is on tomorrow at three. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, since we didn't get one for last weekend's game, it's time to bring back Mitch Palm so we can predict K State at Oklahoma State, Gallagher Iba Arena, wrong, the wrong. rematch. Between the Cats and Cowboys. Let's get it. It is the, uh, well, there's five games left in the regular season, and it starts on Saturday. So uh, the first meeting, just in case you guys don't remember how that game wrapped up. Nigel right at the timeline with four seconds. An NBA three at the top. Good. With 2.2 seconds to go. That is how you pop the boys, Nigel Pack. That is the uh, definition, textbook definition of popping the boys. The first oh. meeting back on uh, February 2nd, 2-2-22. That was the day $2 bills rained in Bramlage Coliseum, literally. <laughs> and uh, Nigel Pack scored 22 points. And that game-winning three happened with 2.2 seconds on the clock. Oh, yeah, that's right. How about that, right? Two, 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 twos. And uh, K-State won 71-68. Nigel Pack again, 22. 21 from Mark Smith. 12 from Marquise Noel. There were 11 lead changes in Ooh. that game. That was a back-and-forth contest. I think there was also eight ties yeah. in the matchup as well. It was a weird win for K-State because it doesn't usually work out this way, where K-State went to the halftime break, three-possession lead, they blow the lead, but they figure out how to win the game. They got it done there at the end, thanks to old Nigel, also thanks to a jump ball forced by Nigel Pack. After, I believe it was Bryce Thompson, who was going for an and one, got the bucket, but didn't hit the free throw to take the lead. That, it was a really nerve-wracking moment because yeah. K-State wanted to break a losing streak, and they did with that win. Huge win for the Cats because before that they lost to KU, Baylor, and Ole Miss. And since that win, K-State is 3-1. and one. 
Meanwhile, for Oklahoma State, they extended the losing streak out with that loss to four, and since then they are two and two. Their wins over Oklahoma and just absolutely throttling West Virginia. Ooh. So right now the Cats are 14 and 11, six and seven in the Big 12. That's fifth place. Oklahoma State is 12 and 13, five and eight, and seventh place in the Big 12 standings. So what really bothered me about that first matchup, Bryce Thompson, he goes 10 of 14 from the field. He only averages 10 points a game. He finished with 22. He was scoring way too easily. Yeah. He was getting to the bucket, put it into the cup. It, not too many were contested. He made a few tough shots, but too, way too many easy ones in that one. Rondell Walker, who averages five points a game, he finished with 18. He hit four threes. And I remember mentioning after that game, Rondell Walker, it took him at one point 11 games to hit four total threes. Crazy. And he had a freak day. Yeah. Um, and then there was also Keelan Boone off the bench who chipped in 13 points, and he had some easy looks, just too many open looks for Oklahoma State in that game, and they shot 45%. Now, K-State has lost the last two in Gallagher-Iba Arena. This is an interesting point that Mitch Palm is bringing up. Oklahoma State is averaging 8,200 fans a game. Mitch Palm thinks that's an obviously inflated number. (laughs) There's no way that's true, which every team will do that anyway. But this team has nothing to play for. They're below 500. Are we going to expect a big crowd on hand? If I'm K-State, Mitch Palm actually says, you want a big crowd there. Yes, you do. Because look at the last two victories for K-State that were on the road. 13 plus thousand was at it was in Ames, Iowa at Hilton Coliseum and K-State stunned those Iowa State fans. Remember the TCU game mm. on the road in Fort Worth? 7,500 fans. That was the second largest crowd ever at Schulmeyer Arena. Student attendance was also the second biggest at 2,300. The Cats got it done in Fort Worth, Texas. Oklahoma State fans, if you want a chance to win this game at all, don't show up. <laughs> Stay away. Just stay away. <laughs> Boring environment because, uh, and you're going to hear from Nigel Pack in the next segment. He mentioned about how there's been a couple of times they have fed off the road crowd, and they actually, like, he likes it when he hears the boos and he hears the groans of when he makes a big shot. He wants that, that, it's part of that road dog mentality. Yep. He wants the crowd there yep. to make the noise. Also, here in Mitch Palm, another consideration here Oklahoma State is the worst three-point shooting team in the Big 12, 29.5%. The Cats are still the best team in guarding the three-ball, only allowing teams to shoot 27% on the Cats. Oklahoma State is the worst free-throw shooting team in the Big 12. But they are second-best in shooting the basketball. They average 39%, or second-best, I should say, of playing defense. Mm -hmm. Holding teams is shooting 39% a game, but they do have an issue with guarding the three as well. The Cats, like we mentioned in the first hour, have much more to play for than their opponent. They will bring in that road dog mentality. I feel like I should be playing the old uh, wrestling theme song. Oh, you didn't know? The Cats are going to win at your home. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages. That was a a theme song for... um, a wrestler named Road Dog. That's right. The Road Dog Jesse, Jesse James. Jesse James. 
That's right. Oklahoma State has a net ranking of 52nd, so that what that means, a quad one victory is up for grabs mm, mm, for mm. K-State in this one. Oklahoma State is not eligible for postseason play. If they were, they'd be, you know, obviously considered for like an NIT spot, maybe. Uh, but that's not a possibility. So Oklahoma State doesn't care. They have nothing to lose. K-State, you have something to lose at this point. You are a bubble team. You cannot afford a loss at Gallagher-Iba Arena. Ken Palm does not believe in K-State. Mm. Ken Palm says it's a 37% chance of K-State winning what? in Stillwater. Final score, Pokes, 67-63. Mitch Palm, agree or disagree? Disagree, Mitch Palm. I, I figured Mi- that Mitch Palm is a disagree yeah. as well, yeah. Meepo, no. Sage doesn't care. <laughs> I, I will say that uh, Mitch Palm says, uh, yeah, disagree. Yeah. Does have K-State in another three-point victory against Oklahoma State. 72-69. K-State and for the last five victories have been scoring in the 70s. Yeah, boy. So they're doing a lot better offensively. And, you know, best three-point shooting team in the Big 12. Uh, Mitch Palm giving K-State a 55% chance of winning in Stillwater. Up next, had a fun time listening to this earlier today, Nigel Pack with the media. That's coming up next. I like it when you call me Dave G. G. Uh. I know. I love it when you call me Dave G. Throw your hands in the air if you're a true player. Uh huh. I like this. Yeah, dude. Dude, I'll leave it to place all the. Dang it! I messed up. What's the uh, What's the movie? Help me out. What's the movie? Keanu Reeves. Help me out. Oh, dude. Um, Hardball. Hardball. Thank you. I love that. G baby. That was actually one of my nicknames back in the day. G baby. Sorry. We continue on with the game on K-Man. Mitch Fortner, Troy Coverdale, David G, and Sage Williams. Oh, Nigel Pack. Best three-point shooter in the Big 12. Leads the conference in three-pointers. And he is an absolute superstar that we are expecting to see as a Big 12 first-teamer this year. Been talking with Wyatt Thompson. You also heard it from Bruce Weber a few weeks ago about how, you know, maybe sometimes it's not about the numbers and how great you are, and maybe sometimes about the team you're on and if they're winning. I mean, maybe K-State's winning enough, uh, and Nigel Pack is kicking so much tail yeah. as of late and really all season long. He's just had one game that he didn't score in double figures. Definitely in consideration and should be a first-team All-Big 12 player. But I had a lot of fun listening to this earlier today. Here is uh, Nigel Pack speaking with the media. What has the uh, offensive efficiency here the last couple of weeks been like? And it seems like you guys have gotten out in transition a little better. I mean, I just really starts off with transition comes from getting a stop and getting a rebound. I mean, the more we're able to get rebounds, defensive rebounds, get one shot, um, get a rebound, get get running. I mean, that'd be the better for us. Um, so I think that's that's what we got better at lately. Um, just holding teams to less offensive rebounds a game. I mean, sometimes they come out um, and then we get better as the game goes on. And what was your offseason focal point? as far as improving your game? I definitely want to improve from just being able to come around screens and catch and shoot and things like that. Um, I feel like I improved too. Um, being able to get shots off the dribble, um, being able to get into the paint and things like that. Um, I think that's where I biggest improved from. Um, and then definitely become more of a leader. 
Um, that's because Weber been one for me um, since last year. I feel like I'm getting better and better at it each day. And I'm getting, you know, become more of a leader. Hey, Nigel, simple question, but why do you think you guys have been so good on the road this season? Um, I feel like we come out with that, you know, that chip on our shoulder when we're on the road. Everybody's against us on the road. Um, we play with a lot of energy, a lot of passion. Um, and we know road games are a lot tougher. I mean, I like kind of being on the road myself I mean it's kind of fun you know hearing the, the opposing team's crowd getting upset after a good basket or things like that I mean I think that that's what makes it tough but we got to have that same you know mindset and things like that at home and on the road um I think we're getting better at that you know defending our home court and that's something we need to take with pride and take with honor are you guys to the point where you actually kind of look forward to going on the road um I, I wouldn't say totally but we have that road dog mindset where we have that where we have that feeling hey we're on the road now we're the road dogs and then that's something we take you know with passion I mean it's definitely fun playing on the road but I love playing at Brimwich yeah, it seems like not only that but you've been attacking the basket maybe a little bit more than you were previously is that something that you decided you could do after some practice time or how did that come about I mean I knew guys now after you know seeing how well I've been shooting the ball lately um, guys are definitely going to start running you know to me at the three-point line um, so I decided you know trying to use their aggressiveness against them um, making them since they have to come out so hard and try to guard the three I feel like it's a lot of space for them to try to guard me from from that far out so just being able to keep them honest on me to be able to attack the basket me to be able to kick it to my teammate that's open or maybe be able to shoot the three just got to keep them honest on what they want to choose and what they want to pick. Nigel, appreciate you doing this. I got a couple of questions for you. One, I guess, kind of just give me a sense of Marquise and his role in your improvement because you seem to obviously play now more off the ball and clearly you've you've done a lot of good with that. Take us through what that's been like. And then secondarily, you talked about the improvement in the offseason in your array of offensive. Is that just uh, mainly just time in the gym, strength and conditioning? What's the right answer there, would you say? Uh, I would say first off with Marquise, I mean, I remember um, I was in the gym some night. I think it was the day before or the night of that Marquise committed. And I was talking to Coach Southwell because that was his main recruiter. He told me that, man, we were going to be special. We were going to be able to play with each other um, on the court at the same time, which is, you know, people would think it was kind of crazy with two small guards like this on the court. Um, at first, we didn't start with each other to figure out, you know, what way and how we could do it. Um, and then as we started doing it, we started becoming more and more comfortable with each other, picking up, you know, things we both like to play on. You know, in the offseason, we were always going against each other, so we didn't get much of learning, you know, each other, what we liked, what we didn't like, where we liked the ball at, and things like that. But I feel like as we've gone through the season, we're both able to figure each other out. I know, you know, Marquise really is strengths he knows my strengths and things like that. So that's where we're able to, you know, be dominant at where he can find me on my strengths and I can find him on his strengths and help them get to his strengths where we make us really difficult and really hard to guard. So Marquise has definitely been a plus, especially for us, because it's hard for the defense, you know, try to focus on so many guys on the court at one time and his, you know, his presence and his driving and shooting abilities made it, you know, really hard for the defense just to lock in on me, which really made my, my job a lot easier and why I'm able to do so well on the court. Um, and secondly, uh, this offseason, I definitely just put in a lot of work of trying to get, you know, shots off the dribble. I mean, just reps after reps of doing the same move and then just keep keep trying them. I mean, trying new things, looking up things, just watching guys like in the NBA that I really like to watch, like Fred Van Leek and Damian Lillard, things like that. Just taking some moves out of their, their packages and then try to put them in mind. Because that's, I mean, that's the best time to try is in the offseason. Um, get better at it. And then just having the confidence you know, to try it in the game, and then it works for me, so. Has Coach Weber or Coach Southwell kind of informed you of the K-State lineage of guards from Jacob Poland to Denny Clemente and further back to Mike Evans, players like that? No, I mean, we never – I've never talked to them about older guards. I mean, the guards that I usually talk about is, like, Barry and Cam Stowe just because they were the guards, like, closest to me. But myself, personally, I definitely watch older guards from K-State. I mean, 
I got a video on my screen here of um, the history of K-State basketball players that I was watching before I ended up getting on the Zoom calls. So a lot of great guards. And it's crazy or not, a fan sent me a link to Jacob Pullen's 38 points against KU the day of KU's game. And I ended up watching that one. And I watched it before our game. The next, you know, I had a crazy game against KU. So I uh, appreciate the fan who ever sent that to me. But, yeah, I watched, definitely watched a lot of Jacob Pullen. And then Barry Brown, I definitely, you know, try to get in touch with him when he came down for the summertime and then work out with him, things like that. Just to still just anything I can take from each player um, just to get me a little bit better just, you know, really helps in the long run. I wanted to go back to a couple of years ago since it's such a, an interesting story right from the outside. You know, your recruiting blows up after the Peach Jam and right. you stuck with your commitment to Kansas right. State. Why did you do that? Uh, I feel like, you know, Growing up, my dad always been a man of his word. Um, everything that he told me that he was going to do, he did. Um, I told Kansas State, I'm coming here. And growing up with that, um, my dad just being that influence on me, when he told me he was going to do something, he did it. I feel like since I told Kansas State, I'm coming here, I'm coming to Kansas State. Nothing changed with Kansas State. They believed in me before all the hype came around. So I believed in them. Um, and then people tried to come after the hype. And I didn't want it. I wanted Kansas State because they wanted me for who I was before, you know, they seen, you know, all the hype and all the things like that. So that's why I stuck with them. Uh, they stuck with me and it's been a great choice ever since. So I can't complain about it. I just want to ask a couple questions. First one is, you know, kind of piggybacking off that one is how much do you love K-State? And uh, what is the, the trials and tribulations been like from last year? And then this year, the feelings of actually being able to get some wins under your belt. I mean, I love K-State. I mean, I think it was a great choice for me. I mean, there's always the pros and cons about each school, but I mean, it's been great for me. I mean, um, definitely coming from Indianapolis where I'm more used to a city type of type of vibe where there's a lot of big, big things to do, a lot of things to do, a lot of places to travel to. Um, coming to Manhattan, I mean, it's different for sure, but I think it's a blessing in disguise where in Manhattan, um, it's not as big, not as many things to do where it keeps me more focused on the things that I need to be focused on. And I think that's what made improvement for me where now I'm able to focus on the things like school and basketball. I mean, there's really not much else for me to be focused on here, which is really a blessing. I mean, I would say that that's really key for me. And that's why, you know, I've been successful here at Kansas state where I'm able to focus on the things that I need to. Um, and that's just been a great for me. Um, what was your second question again? I kind of forgot it. I mean, what kind of, yeah, what kind of legacy do you, you hope to leave um, at Kansas state? I just hope to be remembered as one of the great point guards that have been here. Um, you know, watching Jacob Pullen, I used to watch him before I even got here. Um, just, you know, he's been remembered as one of those great point guards. And I mean, I just something that I watch, um, something that I want to learn from. Um, hopefully he can come back to Kansas State one day. If somebody can send it to him, hopefully he can come back. I'll definitely take some lessons and some things, you know, to learn some stuff from him. Because um, he was definitely one of the great point guards here. And I hopefully just remember it as, you know, one that guy that was, you know, not only just a great play guard on the court, but I want to be special in the community as well. Um, that's why I'm trying to help out. Um, so I kind of signed with Big Brothers, Big Sisters just to, you know, be able to get my name out of the community because I know how much, you know, college basketball means, especially in a small town like this for kids and things like that. I just want to be able to help them as well. And then, you know, last season you should have been on that uh, all freshman Big 12 team. This season you're definitely going to see some accolades come your way. How do you keep yourself humble? Um, you know, it, with all these, you know, great accomplishments coming your way, including scoring the basketball? Uh, I always try to stay humble. I mean, that's just the kind of person I am, but it always keeps me humble because there's something that I didn't get that I feel like I should have got. So that's what keeps me hungry to keep going. Like, man, I feel like I should have made this or that. 
that's what what keeps me going. Honestly, I mean, there's there's some accolades that's already came out that I feel like I should have been on, but I wasn't. So that's what keeps me going. For hey, I mean, you may have done good up to this point, but there's still a lot more to be able to come for. And I mean, there's always something else that you still need to get, and that's what keeps me driving on the inside. That I feel like I I could keep going and do I could still do better. So man, a- after that interview, if you're at the status of you like Nigel Pack. I think you then love Nigel Pack after hearing that interview because you learned that even though when his recruiting just exploded after a tournament and he was already committed to K-State, he wasn't going to give up on K-State. He was sticking with the Cats because he's a man of his word, which is something that is rare this day and age, especially with the transfer portal and how somebody can easily flip the recruitment with the commitment if somebody that they see as a bigger team to play for well, they just flip the commitment and go there with with no issue at all. I I really respect the hell out of that from Nigel Pack, and he's also about helping the community with Big Brothers Big Sisters. What a fantastic trio of young student athletes at K State right now. Deuce Vaughn is a fantastic representation of K State. Ayoka Lee, fantastic representation, and now Nigel Pack. I mean, we need the baseball team. Where's the baseball team kid too? You know oh, what I mean? I'm sure there's a I, ton of honestly, them. like the whole base. I would like the whole baseball team, the 19 ways program that, yes. that Pete Hughes has brought and and the uh, the program has adopted. I mean, they're always yeah trying to do better to help many people out. The, these kids, I, I shouldn't, I don't want to say kids. Uh, these young people, they get it. They get it that the impact that they have. Is just more than on the field or on the court. It's past that. And I am so proud to rock purple when people like Nigel Pack are representing the school. It's awesome. It's awesome. Let's take a break. Your number one song of the day is next. And our family bonds grow too. Because when we disconnect from this and connect with this, we reconnect with each other and build family memories we will carry with us forever. The forest is closer than you think. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. It's easy. Just put in your zip code to find family-friendly outdoor destinations near you. You'll also find guides to free activities, games, and amazing forest facts. Give the magic of the outdoors to your kids and reconnect with your family. Find a forest near you at discovertheforest.org. That's discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. And now for a look at our weather. Currently 27 degrees and sunny. Over tonight, we'll see clear skies with a low around 14. Then tomorrow, Friday, starting out with a little bit of sunshine during your beginning of your weekend. High near 53. Winds could gust as high as 20 miles per hour. Tomorrow night, mostly clear with a low around 22. Saturday, sunny skies with a high near 44. Winds could gust as high as 20. Saturday night, clear with a low around 30. Now we're back to the game here on KMAN.
Troy, was this a popular slow dance song back at your uh, middle school dances? No. <laughs> no, it's not slow enough. It is a little... Yeah. Really? It's not a slow little enough. It's a bit mid, mid, more mid-tempo than what you would want. Have you ever seen the video for this song? He's I'm not. really like... Like, he's got some sass, you know? He's like, hey, missing you enough. I mean, come on. I mean, that's straight. That's yeah. a hairstyle straight out of the 80s right there alone. Yeah. I always get him confused with uh, Oats. <laughs> you know? He looks like Oats. Let's, uh, let's get that chorus in here. Yeah. Crank it. From 1984. Wow. Missing You by John Waite. One week. <laughs> and number one, he's London, England boy. But did you know, on the bookend of his career, he was with a couple of bands. Yeah, he was, wasn't he? Because he was, uh, before his solo stuff, he was with a band called The Babies. Uh-huh. Ironically, I have one of their songs as a ringtone for the moment. Really? The Babies? Is yeah. it Every Time I Think of You? No. Because you know what's funny about that? So the first lyrics of this song is mm-hmm. Every Time I Think of You. It's a little uh, yeah, nod typical. to his first band. Back on my feet again. Back on my feet again. I'm the baby's lead singer. Uh, I don't, I, I'll be Damn. honest with you, I don't know much about the babies, but I do know a lot more about his second band mm-hmm. named Bad English. Pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And he had a number one with that group. You, you might have heard of it. It's called When I See You Smile. Mm. And that's a future number one song that's of the day. Great I had forgotten that he got involved with that group down the stretch. Took him to number one. And what I mentioned earlier about every time I think of you, that was that was a hit. Number 13 in the U.S. Hey, this guy's been involved with some serious business here. Yeah, the babies were definitely harder edged than what this <laughs> is or what Bad English put out. See, the vibe, I, I went and listened to some of the babies, and the vibe I got from them at first, like, I thought he was trying to be Neil Diamond. Oh, uh, whoa. Like that's the vibe I got, and then uh, and then here comes a late. Uh, there was a lady that came in and, and started singing with him, and I didn't know if it was like Lionel Richie, Diana Ross type of thing. Ooh. They were more was it Diana Ross, right? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. With Lionel, yeah. but but in general, they were they were one of those groups that falls into the pop rock kind of the the grouping that was getting that popish edge to rock in the early 80s kind of like the tubes yeah and they also kind of fell into that uh that genre and that group of bands with horrific band names yeah <laughs> well i thought actually i thought bad english was a good band name i didn't like the babies the babies no, the babies is, is horrible is i mean what are you thinking man and 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 just so people know if they search it's b-a-b-y-s it's not even the plural version wow they can't the even babies. spell. Can't even grammar. Well, they're babies, you know. Ritz, I tell you. Good thing they don't. They didn't have social media back then. They never hear the end of it, right? <laughs> uh, from uh, by the way, uh, John Waite, ten solo studio albums. He had just three top forty hits. This is his only number one, and is from his No Breaks album, his second studio. And in the uh, so to kind of break it down here for you. So the verse in the bridge of the song. 
The singer's describing John Waits, John Waite, um, how much he misses his ex. But in the chorus, he lies to himself and vehemently denies missing them at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Adrian Miller's girlfriend suggested the babies. The unusual spelling stuck. Corby liked it because it would mindless critics off. So even before Twitter, they I were. I mean, oh that's obvious. That's a very weak way to be edgy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Dude, I like this. This song. I love when they do this with lyrics. Like it's the same way, kind of with. Um, I know you don't know Jason Aldean. Any old bar stool is the name of his song that I love. Where he's talking about how he doesn't care if the girl left him. Ask any old bar stool because you know he's in the bar drinking away the memory of her. And I like when people do that kind of play on lyrics. That's oh, like, an emo drinker. Yeah, he yeah. is totally. But this guy, he's like missing her hardcore, and then I ain't missing you at all. I love that kind of stuff. That kind of attitude tells me he likes to fight when he drinks. Uh huh. Uh-huh. I don't like that. Yeah, that's I don't bad. want anything to do with somebody that likes to fight when they drink. Because yeah. you are a an absolute party pooper. You just keep like, the you whiskey. You ruin a good time. Keep the whiskey and the tequila away from these guys. Don't let them indulge. Give them some beers and let them cry. But the minute whiskey hits, oh boy. Apparently there's also some symbolism in this where uh, John Waite got a lot of inspiration for this was by two songs. One of them was Glenn Campbell's Wichita Lineman. Oh. And the other one was Free's Catch a Train, which I don't think I've heard that one. It doesn't ring a bell to me, but I definitely know Wichita lineman. Yeah. You know, I was a lineman for the county. Mm-hmm. I mean, of course. Honestly, my 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 best memory of that song is from Parks and Rec. Ah. And when Ron Swanson is on the telephone pole <laughs> yeah. stealing some cable yeah. and he's singing Wichita lineman. <laughs> That's a great. I, I forgot like, about that. It's one of my favorite scenes. Uh, where are we at here? I can see where the resemblance between the two songs is, though. You know what I mean? So this was the second... Uh, this was the feature song in the second episode of Miami Vice. Whoa! And Miami, Miami Vice. Like, I've never really watched it, but mm-hmm. apparently it's like a super cool... It was a super cool show for its five seasons. Oh. Yeah, surprisingly only five seasons, to be honest. And yeah. it was a big catapult for a lot of artists. Yes. And it launched their songs into popularity. The... The, the number one song that you would have to say came from Miami Vice that would be seen that way actually is Phil Collins and In the Air Tonight. Which uh, which is actually in here uh, because it was on the very first episode of Miami Vice. Uh-huh. Uh, we're not talking about Don Johnson's solo career here, guys? No. Okay, Troy? <laughs> Speaking of Wichita. Okay. Isn't he from Wichita, yeah. Don Johnson? Yeah. Okay, you really dropped the ball on that one because that's uh, pretty, that one's going to be a number one hit soon. But you know where I got the uh, where I heard the song for the first time? It's when I was playing one of my favorite video games growing up. You know, <laughs> just driving down the road, going to pick oh, up my yeah. my date yeah. for that evening. GTA. And guess what's uh, on here? Missing You by John Waite. And you go, wait, this is a banger. <laughs> and the game I'm talking about, Grand Theft Auto Vice City. Yeah. I'd also go to the Maliboon, do a little dancing yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah, I love that game. Have you played the updated versions? I, got I like played that? the updated version of San Andreas. The game has not aged very well. Not well, no. I'll be honest with you. I gave it a shot, and it just... that That's the thing about video games. 
not too many of them have aged well. No. Like, you thought maybe Goldeneye was fun back in the day. Try picking it up now. It sucks. And it, you'll get burnt out quickly. Real quick, dude. It's bad. The aiming's all weird, and then you're like, what the Well, heck? especially if you're a gamer. Like, what John and I had a little one-on-one in Goldeneye, and what my issue was... As I, I was trying to play it like Call of Duty. Uh-huh. And you can't do you can't. that because the controls are way different, even though it is a first-person shooter. Mm-hmm. You get mm-hmm. yourself in trouble, and that's what screwed me over. Yeah, the um, GTA stuff, it's funny how, like, the newer games, they don't have, like, guns just hiding. You know, in San Andreas, you go under a bridge, and there'd be a gun. You're cool. Not no more. The I think the only games that have aged well... Is like anything Mario, dude. Mario Kart, you can play right Mario now. Mario Kart, absolutely. I um, actually know a guy that had basically hosts a Mario Kart Twitch stream oh, on Tuesday nights. Oh yeah, wow. That would never like yeah. That game is Mario Party. Still play that every day. Skyrim. You ever play Skyrim? No, I've not. Oh my god. I would also throw it out there, like honestly, like the. NCAA football games or like yeah. some older Madden games. Yes. I think those have aged well because they operate a lot better than the newest editions right. of Madden. It's it's not good. Right. Since it got to it's all like you gotta have the internet to play these games. Uh-huh. What about Excitabike? Remember that one? No, I do not. Oh wow. Uh original Nintendo. Did not have that. I Jeez. did have an original Nintendo, but I had like Mario Duck Hunt. I had a Ninja Turtles game. Oh. I had Wheel of Fortune, Skate or Die. You remember Skate or Die? Skate or Die was rough. That was a good one. Road Rash. Uh, did you ever play Road Rash? No, I didn't. Oh, have that you had chains you hit people with it. Oh, it was good. I also yeah. had WrestleMania. That was the name of the game, ah, WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, let's take a break because we have our uh, Ask Us Anything next. And I'm sending you the signal tonight. You're in the game on News Radio KMAN. Unique, interesting, unprecedented. All words we've been hearing a little too often. At Bank of the Flint Hills, they want to make sure there's one other word. Easy. The new Bank of the Flint Hills app makes banking super easy. Manage your accounts and ATM cards, transfer funds, even send cash to friends right from the app. And when it takes more than the app or the web, when you call Bank of the Flint Hills, you don't get a call center, you get a local bank friend. Hello, Bank of the Flint Hills. Give local, live local, bank local. Bank of the Flint Hills, a community bank that acts like one. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Here's nine reasons why you should buy at Max Motors. We have the best. Thirteen fifty KMAN News Talk Radio. Guess what? We're talking about uh, ask us anything, and then also um, I'm missing you. Oh, sorry, I just had to do that. Um, hey gang, let's uh, do a little. What would you do? Would you rather ask an ex or a complete stranger for a favor? See, that's tough because I think it would depend on the favor, mm-hmm. like what you're asking. Like if it's, well, like if I were to even ask, like if you need somebody to like run to your house and get something, like you can't even, you can't even ask any of them for that, right? Mm, that's a tough one. Yeah. Um, that's I mean, tough. It's uh, one of them deals where maybe you could ask a stranger and they would do you solid. You know what I mean? It's there's this uh, there's this weird pressure on some people to do the right thing. You know? I, since I am technically still in a way in a talking relationship <laughs> with an ex because we share a dog, oh. um, I would have to say 
the ex. Also, like, I don't trust people I don't know. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like, it, it takes a while to get that trust there, you know what I mean? Yeah. I got to figure you out first. He, he's still working on that. It's so quiet in the office. On, uh, <laughs> I, I, I would have to go with the ex as well. Stranger, I'm a little awkward on. I'm not weird about strangers, dude. I would be calling them up first. Be like, listen, my gecko, uh, his, name's <laughs> ma- his name's Machismo, and he needs help, okay? I can't get to the house. Can you go in? Sage? I think... I'm also not really weird with strangers, and my exes and I don't have the best relationship after the fact, so I might might ask a stranger. I would ask them to help, and they'd be like, I'm going to let your house burn to the ground. I don't care. The the relationship with my ex, it's super weird because we share the dog, but I I still think she's a complete idiot. (laughs) But, like, I... (laughs) But, you know... Oh, she's not. I don't like, have too much pride that I wouldn't. And she's not you know. vindictive, right? Or is she? No, no, okay. no. Not a, not a terrible person. I know. Uh, I, I did want to ask Troy. You brought up, you know, you've been married for a long time. <laughs> I'm curious to know about your last breakup. Oh boy. Uh, that would have been 1995. Wow. And you said, "See you later." Actually, late '94. If you want to Kick start rocks. the wheels, and you didn't give back her boys to men CD. Oh no, he I said, there were there were there were things that I had that she had given me over the three years that we dated that went back into wow. a bag and went back to her. A you three said kick rocks. I'm gonna go watch In Living Color now. A three year relationship before a marriage. Uh huh. How about that? So like, what ended it? Uh, her immaturity and started seeing someone behind my back. Oh, Oh, yep. That old tail. Yep. That old chestnut. Man, that sucks. Uh, What a way to end happier now, right? (laughs) Yeah, of course. Yes. Yeah. Man, what a way to end our week, you know, on that that note. I mean, uh, shout out to the girl who did that to Troy. You're a jerk. And an idiot. Well, at least your uh, <laughs> last ex wasn't an alcoholic. Oh, that's oh. how you end a week. Whoa, boy! Hot takes. Now there's boy. a story. <laughs> Just a mess. Monday we'll get back into that, guys. See you next week.